Welcome to the discussion, Why Network Detection Matters More Than Ever, sponsored by Vectra. Here's today's moderator, Jason Miller. Welcome to the discussion. My guest today is Brian Vereen, the Associate Director of GuideHouse Advanced Cyber Solutions. Brian, welcome to the discussion. Hey, nice to see you. Cybersecurity is one of those topics that never ending. We can talk hours upon hours about cybersecurity. We've had the most recently the, the SolarWinds breach and more data is coming out from that. But today we're going to talk about something that maybe doesn't get enough attention. Maybe it's something that has been forgotten with all this excitement over, you know, changing the way agencies approach cybersecurity. And that is network detection and response. But before we go down that path, Brian, let's just start with the current state of cybersecurity, post SolarWinds breach, other trends you're seeing. Give me a sense of what's out there, what's happening. What are some of the things you're hearing from your customers? Yeah, I think uh, especially the the SolarWinds breach kind of... Um put cybersecurity back in the in focus. And I think a lot of uh, agencies are starting to find out uh, where they may have had ga gaps. Uh, when the solar breach, when the solar winds breach came out, uh, a lot of agencies were scrambling around trying to figure out, hey, am I affected? And if I was affected, where did these, uh, where did these attackers go? Did they move laterally? Um, you know, how much am I affected? And uh, from what I'm hearing from a lot of people, they, they kind of struggled to figure out what really happened. Um, so uh, it's really exposed uh, some of the things that need fixing. Um, and then in some cases, it's highlighted some things that actually went well. How would you compare the solar winds breach, for instance, to what we saw with NotPetya or with uh, the one that uh, escapes from the name um, WannaCry? There it is. I got brought it back. How would you compare? I mean, not from a bad, worse, which one's better, but more of a government response, how they handled it. Yeah, I think um, the NotPetya and most of the ransomware really hasn't hit government too hard. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm not aware of any you know, federal agency being hit um, by a big ransomware wave. And most federal agencies uh, do a decent job of scrubbing email and making sure you know, the, the easy things are knocked out. Uh, I think CISA and the CDM program has done a real good job of eliminating the, the low-hanging fruit of vulnerabilities. So uh, I think what you're seeing with the ransomware is uh, it, it's not that it can't ever hit a federal agency. I just think that uh, federal agencies are doing a pretty good job. This one was very uh, interesting because it, it was the supply chain attack. So it was uh, dealing with something that uh, an administrator would download and put on the server. So all those protections that we had, all those uh, vulnerability management tools that we have, they really weren't effective because you were applying uh, one of the vulnerability management pieces, which is a patch. Um, and so if you didn't have um, good network detection or good uh, you know, endpoint detection, um, you really struggled to figure out that this happened. So um, I, I know from a, a lot of people that uh, when this happened, they, like I said, they really struggled to figure out what exactly happened. Um, you didn't want to just turn the box off and, and you know, start up a new one. You, you know, did these guys get in? What happened? Where did they go? And what else do I need to do? So, yeah, it was a, a pretty complex uh, and pretty difficult to detect attack at first. I know we've, we've talked a lot about the supply chain in the past over the last three, four, five years. That's been a, a risk mitigation focus for a lot of in government, but also a, a surface area that they haven't really addressed well yet. We can, you and I could probably talk all day about CMMC, the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification, NIST 800-171, but we won't go down there quite yet. There's yeah. plenty, plenty of people who are talking about that. I want to go back to something you said about good network detection, good endpoint detection. If you didn't have that, it was difficult to figure out what happened. Why? Walk me through a little bit more about why agencies 
needed to have that to really be in front of, or at least not so far behind? Yeah, I think over the past five years, we've seen a big uh, push to the cloud and the architecture of networks has changed. It used to be you had this very strong perimeter. Anything that went in or out of the enterprise was going to travel through, you know, your firewall, your IDS, um, and some other, uh, you know, anti-malware things. So you, you had a pretty good idea who was coming and who was going. Well, with the advent of cloud, we've uh, started putting in place express routes, direct connects, direct pipes into the cloud. Um, the other thing is that everything comes in over uh, over the web right now. So there's a lot of things that you can do um, just over uh, an HTTP or HTTPS connection. Uh, the other thing is a lot of the network traffic has gone encrypted. So the traditional IDS uh, was always looking for pieces of malware or specific code. So it was really focused on uh, finding definitely bad stuff. Well, modern attacks, the way that uh, modern attackers are starting to, not starting to, they've been doing it this way. They're stealing credentials. So they're impersonating somebody on your network with privileged credentials and they're moving around. So your traditional tools that are looking for bad code, malicious software, things like that, they're not going to be effective because the attacker isn't using malicious code. They're basically impersonating somebody. So um, if you haven't modernized your security uh, then you're going to have a hard time dealing with these modern attackers. And, and I always say it's a modern attacker, not advanced, because maybe five years ago this was advanced, but this is how attackers are working these days. And I know that's why the breach that happened with the Office of Personnel Management came up many times during the solar winds because of the type of attack it was. And that actually leads us down the path to zero trust. We've been talking about zero trust, it feels like, for, I don't know, two years now. It, it's a hot topic. Every, every conference we would go to or now virtually attend, somebody talks about zero trust, it comes up. One of the things that I've seen over the last year or so is the COVID pandemic has really spurred this move to zero trust, it really gave agencies a better understanding of what this means and why it's important. Do you think the solar winds piece now is, is the icing on the cake, if you will, to say to when you talk about zero trust, why this is so important? Yeah, I think uh, with, with zero trust, it's a it's a good concept. Uh, but I think sometimes people try to simplify it and they think, hey, I'm, I'm going to get this identity management solution and I'm going to get this virtual solution and I'm done. But the bottom line is you still have network traffic moving throughout your network. You still have your agency data moving around. And if you don't have good visibility on that, the zero trust really uh, is not going to, to help you out much. Uh, people hear the zero trust and they, they kind of see it as the easy button. But if you look at the NIST documentation on how to implement zero trust, it's quite difficult. And a big piece of zero trust is network visibility. So you can't just do you know, one easy piece of zero trust and then call it a day. Um, it's a very effective framework, but you have to do the entire framework. Walk me through a little bit of what that means when someone here is have to do in the entire framework. Well, I have CDM, I have Einstein, I have Tick, I have right all these pieces. What's missing, or what are agencies? What what part of zero trust are maybe agencies starting to overlook or not understand? Yeah, I think there what you're going to have to start doing is getting some kind of smarter network detection where you're like I said in previously, most of our intrusion detection is what we used to call NDR. Um, it was focused at the perimeter and it was looking at all the traffic, but we never really had good capability inside the network. So all of that internal, what we call east-west traffic, um, the 
all of that uh, has never there's never been a really good way to monitor it. And what you really have to do is start tracking a lot of these privileged users as well. What are they doing uh, with artificial intelligence and, and machine learning? You can start doing things that sound easy on paper, but are actually difficult to do uh, in practice. And so you can start tracking, hey, this particular administrator, this is the pattern. He logs into these three computers. He touches these 18 servers. And that's pretty much his or her behavior. With some of the new network detection technology, they can start taking a look at um, that and start figuring out, hey, this administrator is logging in uh, to different systems and they are touching systems that they don't normally talk, uh, talk to. And so they can alert the security personnel, hey, you need to go check this out. Um, and they can leverage some of the other security tools uh, that they have on the network. So. Uh, without that, you're going to have a, a difficult time understanding uh, what's going on in your network, uh, especially with the way they want to do zero trust and remote uh, activity. You, you really need to track uh, what's moving through your network. It's interesting you talk about, hey, this security person usually goes about this. Now they're doing it you know, differently. That's something we've been talking about for years, the roles and responsibilities. You know, Does Brian usually log in from Maryland? at 8 a.m. and all of a sudden he's logging in from California at 6 a.m. Is, is that is that a red flag? We've been talking about this for a long time. Is, is that a network detection security operations center? Is that a zero trust? Wh help me understand how, the, how, the, how this all fits together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all of those. So you, you need the technology first to even measure it and see it. So that's where your network sensors come in. And then you need a, a smart technology that can kind of correlate that like I said, it sounds easy to do on paper, but if you actually had an analyst sit down and, and run a whole bunch of queries through their SIM, uh, it would be very difficult to do. Um, so a lot of people want to focus on threat hunting, but a lot of teams are just blindly hunting around the network looking for odd things. With a good network detection technology, you can kind of give your hunters kind of a head start. Um, I always liken it to, you know, having a guy that's going to go hunting, you know, out for, he's going to go hunt duck. Well, are you just going to let him loose in the middle of nowhere and say, go find one? Or are you going to, you know, the network detection kind of lets you look at a map and say, hey, there's a swamp here. Maybe you should go hunt over there. So that type of uh, thing with the network detection, it's just kind of giving your hunters a head start and it gives them a lot more information on what's going on. Uh, plus, they can uh, contact the operations teams and say, hey, this is the activity we're seeing. And there's a lot more, hey, this happened, this happened at this time, these are the packets that we have. And they can kind of uh, give a more educated response to the operations teams. And so much of this is the little things. I mean, like the solar winds attack, just to go back there for a second, that was, you know, you trusted the patch, you trusted where it was coming from there's so much trust, but if all of a sudden there is a, the one piece of data that was like, uh-oh, that just doesn't seem right. If you are if you have a haystack, right? The whole needle in the haystack, but if you have a, a, a amount of haystack, amount of needles all put together and you're looking for that one needle, you need help. And I, I think that's where the AI, the ML can come in. That's where the data, and I know we'll get to that eventually, but before we do that, let, let me ask you, is this idea of understanding the map and, and knowing what you have, that's got to be a key first step to getting toward this better approach to network detection and responses is, okay, what do I have and where is it? And then who's touching it? Those are probably three data points. 
Yeah, especially with the solar winds, um, a lot of people um, are looking at it like, hey, this was really highly advanced. And it was. But once the attacker got inside the network, they started using pretty normal uh, adversarial techniques. So if you had a good uh, NDR and EDR combo, you should start seeing that attacker starting to move off that solar winds box, especially when, you know, solar winds, you shouldn't be seeing a lot of, um, you know, active directory type of uh, traffic from that machine. You shouldn't see it pulling files down and things like that. So if you have a, an NDR that can see that and say, hey, wait a minute, this, this is the normal behavior of this server. And then today it's, it's doing all kinds of crazy things. And just to alert those teams so they can go look at it. Um, I think finding the, the malicious code in the patch might've been difficult, but um, I think if you had a good NDR and some other security tools, you, you should have detected this and, and been able to uh, you know, get these guys off your network. I think that's a key piece. It's it's maturity level. NIST talks a lot about the maturity level. I think uh, uh, Vector also has adopted parts of the, the maturity level of understanding, okay, are we behind? Are we trying to get in front of it? Or are we actually in front of it? It sounds like with the, with the NDR, the way you described it, the, the agencies or any organization could have almost gotten in front of it, if not been, you know, really limited the risk and attack surface that the SolarWinds attackers had access to. Yeah, and like, like I said, once once they got in, they used pretty regular adversarial te techniques that we've seen. So, um, it, like I said, it, it was it was a sophisticated attack, but um, it it was it wasn't something that was beyond a, a good team's capability to detect and uh, eradicate. Um, so you you really that's why teams and and security. Uh, and at agencies, they really need to start looking at, hey, what's our inventory? When was the last time we updated our technology? Uh, if you haven't updated your technology in the last three years, it, it's probably time to start looking at that. And I think under CDM, there are tools to do that. So maybe uh, <laughs> agencies should make that easy. Brian, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we can continue our conversation and get into more uh, specifics about network detection and response capabilities. Okay. You're listening to the discussion, Why Network Detection Matters More Than Ever, sponsored by Vectra on Federal News Network. Environment is vulnerable. You need to stop breaches now in Office 365. Protect your agency across the entire network attack surface. Leave no attack unseen. See threats and stop breaches three times more proactively. Lower your security risk by 63% with Vectra. Vectra threat detection and response hunts for attacker behaviors and shuts them down. It's what government organizations count on. See threats. Stop breaches. Vectra.ai slash federal. Welcome back. You're listening to the discussion, Why Network Detection Matters More Than Ever, sponsored by Vectra on Federal News Network. I'm your host, Jason Miller. My guest today is Brian Vereen, the Associate Director of Guidehouse Advanced Cyber Solutions. Now, Brian, before break, we we're talking about the solar winds breach and how potentially network detection response would have made a huge difference had agencies really had a mature capability there. So let's talk about network detection response or NDR, as we will hear each other say to, to limit how many times we have to say yeah. that phrase. But what goes into good network detection response capabilities? What should agencies keep in mind as they start to ramp them up in their security operations centers? Yeah, the, the whole NDR space has really changed uh, over the last five years. Um, as I stated before, it, you know, traditional what we call IDS was focused at the perimeter um, and it was uh, some of them were focused on blocking activity. Um, so if you didn't have a signature and you didn't have a very good pattern to look for, it was very difficult for those uh, network systems to 
uh, detect anything. Plus, they just had a huge amount of false alarms. Um, you know, I've been doing intrusion detection since you know late '90s, and some alerts. I mean, we would see thousands of alerts. You know, every 10 minutes. Um, so you have you had to tune them and you had to do a lot of work with these. Uh, some of the more modern NDR, they're using advanced uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and they're kind of doing a lot of the work of analyzing what's happening on the network, what's normal, and they're doing a lot of parsing of a lot of the metadata that you see within the network. Um, the other problem or we have is that a lot of the network traffic has become encrypted, so. Um, there's not a lot of data, the payloads, uh, the malicious payload that you might see is encrypted. So with these modern uh, NDRs, they're kind of building a network profile of activity, what's going on, uh, how much traffic is, is being passed, and they're looking for patterns uh, that sound real simple to make a, a detection engine for, but it's actually pretty difficult to do that uh, with scripts or like a SIM or things like that. Um, the other thing that's happened is the amount of network traffic that we're starting to, to monitor is is just crazy. When uh, my first IDS, I mean, I thought we were rocking pretty hard when we had a five megabit firewall connection. Well, you know, now I have 100 meg at my house. So uh, most uh, enterprises, it's not unusual to have 10 gig links uh, linking your buildings, data centers. And for the things like data centers, it's not uncommon to see 40 gigs. So the amount of traffic that you're looking now at, looking at now is just massive. Um, plus, uh, especially with federal agencies, they're highly federated. So you have multiple uh, networks within a network. So trying to monitor and keep track of who's who and you know how are these guys set up it's very very difficult for a security analysts to do and that's where uh, the promise of ai and ml is has started to bear some fruit um, and i think some of these new technologies are really promising one of the things i'm just gonna go on a, a if you put up with me for 30 seconds i'll go on a soapbox for a second because you brought up something i think that's really important for people to understand is there are a lot of stories in the mainstream press and I'm picking on my friends at the Washington Post and the New York Times and others when they started to shake their fists at the Einstein program and saying, you know, the government spent billions of dollars, but Einstein didn't pick this up. And but your point is really important here because it was a known signature or known pattern. And that's how you kind of kept out the IDS. What we're talking about here is maybe the unknown or at least the lesser known. And I think that's that's why network detection and response has become, if you will, back into vogue, more important than ever. And then when you throw the cloud into that, that makes your network even more broader. It's not just a data center or a couple of data centers. It's it's the cloud, right? So so walk me through kind of how all those pieces fit together of the cloud and this idea of the changing idea of what the network is. Yeah, the network, it's, it's really expanded over the last five years, uh, particularly. Um, it was very unusual in, in the past to see an enterprise have, uh, you know, a direct line to some offsite data center somewhere without going through a firewall or without going through a, a stack of security. With cloud, we have direct connects, express routes, and those are direct pipes into the cloud uh, without um, any monitoring capability. Um, I think a lot of enterprises are forgetting to put uh, monitoring right there. Um, plus, the type of monitoring that was available was traditional IDS, again, looking for malicious traffic and things like that. But if I'm the bad guy and I breach your cloud instance, uh, the malicious code's not gonna be used when I enter your network. So I'm gonna steal some credentials, I'm gonna steal some tokens, and I'm gonna enter your network through the cloud. Um, the other thing, uh, traditional IDS were not very good at correlating uh, across sensors. So I might have 10, 15 sensors, 
if uh, the malicious traffic or the, the bad traffic passed between three sensors, I'd get three alerts not being correlated together and understanding that, hey, that's, that's actually the same traffic. And with uh, some of the new NDR, uh, it's able to actually correlate that and not give an analyst, hey, this, this happened eight times. No, it just happened once. It just happened to pass through eight sensors. Um, the other thing with some of the newer technologies is they can put sensors out in the cloud. So uh, VTAPs or uh, AWS MirrorTap, actually grabbing that traffic that's passing through the cloud and saying, hey, what's going on? You don't want a blind spot in the cloud. Um, and a, a lot of enterprises um, are they're talking about security in the cloud, but they're not actually deploying security capabilities to monitor in the cloud. One of the things that maybe somebody who's listening to this will say is, well, no, we have security. We have Amazon or, or Microsoft or IBM or Google or whomever. That is not quite enough. They're, they're, they're helping. It's important to have to turn to make sure you hit the right button to turn things on. What we're talking about is really the next level because of the traffic, because of how much traffic, because of all the if you will, different, the wheel, the, the hub and spoke model, if you mm -hmm. will, there's so many different spokes coming into the hub. Walk me through a little bit about the, the, and this gets to the data challenge too. Walk me through about why having sensors in the cloud, why having this network detection and response capability at your security operations center is becoming more important than ever. Yeah, I think uh, the way I look at cloud and it, it's difficult for, for some people to understand that the cloud service provider, their security, the security that they advertise is for their system. They're going to secure their backplane and make sure that bad guys don't get into their network. When you go to the cloud, especially infrastructure as a service, it's kind of like self-service storage. So you're getting a garage and it's up to you to provide the lock and it's up to you to provide any other type of security that you might want in there. So you know, if you're just putting some used furniture out there, you, you probably don't need that much security. But if you're storing, let's say, cash, uh, you might want to hire some people and put some uh, video machines around there. You have to do the same thing with the cloud. You have to have a concerted monitoring effort. How am I going to monitor that cloud? And what you see with a lot of uh, enterprises is a lot of cloud projects are very siloed. So it's, hey, we have a team. They're, they're putting together a case management system, and that team runs that cloud environment, and they make sure it's secure. Um, but the problem is they're, they're looking at security as, are all my switches turned on? Are all my firewall settings correct? Who's actually monitoring that cloud environment? And that's where uh, I think enterprises uh, really need to take a hard look and understand, is my SOC tied into the cloud? And do I have my sensor grid in the cloud with all my projects? Because if you don't, um, your SOC is going to have a really big blind spot. And so um, that's where some of these new NDR uh, capabilities can come in, where you can put these small V sensors, uh, you know, in certain projects, and, and it doesn't really require a lot of overhead. But you have to make a concerted effort to do it. I think that's a great point. You gotta, you can't have the blind spot because that's we know what happens when you have a blind spot when yeah. you're driving or in the cloud. One of the things you mentioned as well is the amount of data, and you talked about you know it used to be five meg. Five megabytes was a lot, and now we're up to you know forty gigabytes in, in some cases. And you also talked about AI and ML. Uh, knit that all together for me. As agencies are dealing with the volume, velocity, variety of data, they need help. They need automation. They need new tools. What does these NDR capabilities bring to the the forefront to help deal with this volume of data? Yeah, the, the NDR NDR is really a, a neat product because uh, cost effective wise, I can put. Uh, a number of sensors out there. I don't have to put endpoint agents out there. I don't have to talk to 15 different groups that have different uh, maybe laptop or desktop settings, right? Um, it's very 
easy to deploy. I basically put a tap in on a switch. Um, I need some help from the network guys, but it's pretty cost effective and you get a very broad monitoring capability. You're, you're seeing all that traffic. Um, a lot of it's mixed. Uh, if most federal agencies have multiple components. So you're able to provide you know, wide coverage to all those components without having to bother those components. Um, and then if they want enhanced uh, monitoring, let's say a component says, hey, we've got a, a project that's a little more sensitive, you can add more capability in that area and, and monitor more of that traffic. And, and I think one of the things that we're hearing is as the modern attackers, I'll use your word instead of advanced attackers, as they get better and they're always changing, it's this idea of you, you know, the defenders have to be right every time and the attackers only have to be right once. Are you seeing a, a move among agencies to implement more of these uh, automation? We hear a lot about it, but are agencies actually moving towards automation, orchestration and the like? I think uh, everybody would like to, but um, unfortunately with automation, it requires, uh, you know, some some kind of a sameness within the enterprise. So uh, especially with federal agencies, like I said, they're highly federated. So it's difficult to say, uh, okay, for agency and, you know, for component X, do this, for component Y, do this, for component Z, do this. So I think um, the automation, there's a lot of promise in that. We just need to get to the point where uh, agencies are willing to kind of give up that control to the security team. Uh, I always tell people the attackers are moving at cyber speed. So if you're not moving at cyber speed, you're going to be behind the power curve. Um, one of the things I always tell people is, you know, you should be uh, sandboxing and quarantining emails. Don't just let it come into the environment and then throw a detection. You need to stop that. So um, I know every a lot of people like to block the attack. Um, and that's that's an easy way to do it. But once they're inside, you need a good capability to detect that. Um, and what you were saying about, hey, the attacker only has to be right once with good technologies, really, the attacker has to be right every step of the way. They have to, you know, somehow get somebody to click on a link or get some software in there. Then they have to be able to move around. So as the as the attacker moves down the chain, there's more opportunities to detect what they're doing. And NDR is kind of an addition or a tool to add that. Brian, we're just about out of time. Before I let you go, we've had a great conversation about the different capabilities, the reemergence of NDR, and why it's important because of SolarWinds breach. What's the takeaway from our conversation? What's the important thing that agencies and other organizations should really keep in mind as they are improving their cyber capabilities, as they're moving forward? Even what's a common mistake we should avoid? I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, you got to know what you have. You have to have a good inventory. It has to be a, an up-to-date inventory. What, what else can you tell us? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, NDR, was, it, it's kind of a lost art and it's coming back. Um, it's just a different approach. So we used to focus on malicious code and signatures. Now we're, we're focused on kind of behavior. Um, I think uh, some of the things that enterprises should really look at is what's going on inside my network, deep inside my network, not just at the perimeter, because you have so many paths outside of your network these days with, with cloud and express route and software as a service you need to be monitoring what's going on inside your network uh, very carefully and you need to have a good approach, but you need a technology that's not going to be putting, you know, 15,000 alerts every day to the analyst. So you need, uh, kind of goes into the automation. You need something that's going to take all that data and that's where the AI and the ML can really help. Um, so if you're not modernizing that internal network monitoring, I think uh, you're going to have a, a difficult time. All right. I know we could talk longer, but unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today. So first, let me thank my guest. Brian Vereen is the Associate Director of Guidehouse Advanced Cyber Solutions. Brian, thank you so much for your time. 
Thank you. I'm Jason Miller, and you've been listening to the discussion, Why Network Detection Matters More Than Ever on Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Vectra. Thank you for listening to the discussion, Why Network Detection Matters More Than Ever, sponsored by Vectra on Federal News Network.